how the heck are y'all doing? Hey guys, it's Keith Connors. Cadillac asked me to do a 45-second intro, but y'all go to hell. I'll do as long as I want on the program. Coming to you now from WQYK in Tampa, St. Pete. I've been down here for about 13 years living on the beach and loving life. Hope this finds everybody happy and healthy and safe. I was at uh, Y106 twice, actually. Uh, launched it in 84, 85 with rhubarb and then came back in the 90s. And Catamanac Jack was there. And man, did we have fun. Uh, I don't think we ever worked a single day. For example, we had to go to the Speedway quite a bit, and one time we were down there, I remember Cadillac uh, and me and pretty much everybody, uh, Russell the Love Muscle was there, and we all probably had, you know, maybe one or two beers too many, and the uh, Georgia State Patrol officer came pulling up with his uh, patrol car and headlighted the whole group. We were out there goofing off. I think we were probably doing something, uh, taking obscene photographs with a, a statue or something, and then Cadillac ran out in front of the State Patrol car and mooned the officer in the car. And the officer got out of the car, and he wasn't mad or anything. He knew Caddy and all that, and he just pointed out to Cadillac, you know the camera's on. <laughs> Cadillac did not know the camera was on, but that ass will live in infamy, I'm sure. And the adventure continues. Couldn't be happier to introduce Cadillac and Miss Donna. God bless you guys both, and good luck on my second act. All the best, guys. Peace. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. And I um, started down that Johnny Depp, Amber Heard rabbit hole after you told me about it yesterday. For some reason, I was completely um, oblivious to this whole thing. I asked you if you've been following it because this is like, this is in your wheelhouse. This is in my wheelhouse. It's scandalous. Yes. It's, it's well, all, okay. well, come on, but you love it's it's celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all that. It's a lot of tea in there. Yeah, I really haven't. I mean, I had originally followed it when it was happening, but so explain what's going on. So they're in the middle of a lawsuit. Basically, the lawsuit is against, is it the Sun newspaper? The tabloid. The, the tabloids. Yeah, okay. Which is a British tabloid. And, and. You know, people think of American, it used to be, you really don't hear about them anymore, but American, uh, what is it, and National Enquirer and the Star used to be really aggressive, um, and, and TMZ, Perez Hilton, stalking celebrities. I think they've kind of backed off from it, you know, so much so, more than they used to. But the British tabloids are relentless. You know, the, the royals, Meghan and Harry, are, they're in a lawsuit, I think, against um, the British tabloids. And so Johnny Depp was too. And is it a slander case? What is it? It is because they called him a wife beater. Right. That he beat Amber Heard. Correct. Who was... Abused her, yes. Abused her. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. And so that's where the lawsuit comes from. But, but he he's allowing a lot of stuff. Well, it's that's it's the salacious details. To be put out there. Yeah, the lawsuit is secondary, let me tell you. So I just happened to type in, like, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard... Um, lawsuit yesterday after you were telling me about it and the stuff that came up I was like what is going on here so I mean just uh, just a few of these tidbits he supposed allegedly allegedly threw a phone at her he allegedly threw a magnum of champagne I mean that's a big champagne bottle and expensive um, at her and then there was this whole thing about her um, dog like pooping in the bed and whether it was just a mess and he was trying to say that it was her or one of her friends and 
you know, she is like hurling all these things about his drug use and alcoholism, but she's pulling in all these other people from Hollywood. And you know, they're like, what on earth? James Stop. Franco. Stop. James Franco, Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Um, Just Marilyn a, Manson. It's a road. I mean, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. It reminds me of like that. Okay. Richard Branson, who is like, you know, a millionaire who started Virgin Airlines and everything. And he's a very eccentric British millionaire. And he has this island called Necker Island over in, um, I can't remember where it is, but somewhere, you know, one of those rich islands. And it just it reminds me of like an island of just hedonism. Like you've got Billy Bob Thornton, you've got Johnny Depp, which those two alone could like tear down. 50 hotel rooms probably in 10 minutes but and then you throw in like james frango and marilyn manson i mean come on they went on a 24-hour bender allegedly dropped uh, uh amber heard and and his child off at school when the daughter was like 12 years old and then disappeared for like 24 hours allegedly uh he admits he went missing yes that, that it was a 24-hour bender for the two of them. Just during the day. After yeah. you drop your Yeah, kids. they started like at 7.30 in the morning. Gosh. Normally you wrap up your bender around that time. I guess. I've never been involved in one of those all-nighters like but that. But I don't understand. I guess he's I, he's trying to clear his name. But I don't know. It seems that there's even more stuff, more questionable <laughs> stuff being put out there. Well, that's the problem, though, in trying to, I mean, that is. In trying the, to clear his name. But that's a pretty heavy accusation, you know, in Hollywood, certainly, or anywhere anywhere right now but as far i'm sure for him working and stuff you know to, to be an abusive husband so in trying to clear that up all this other stuff's coming out but here's the thing that i know about johnny depp well, i don't really know a lot but i mean what i what i think about it is he is probably okay with all the other stuff coming out because he's johnny depp you know what i mean he has this larger than life party personality so i think for him like the stuff, the partying and all the stuff with the Rolling Stones and, and uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Marilyn Manson and all that. He's kind of okay with that because that's sort of his rock and roll image. So he's willing to put everything, all of that out there to clear this other allegation that is pretty damning. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody has questioned the fact that thinking the ability, that um, Johnny Depp is like at church every Sunday or, you know. At some point this week is expected, is expected that his exes, including Winona Ryder, Kate Moss? Uh, no, Vanessa. Paradis? Yes, they, they will both testify on he, his behalf. That he did not abuse them. On his correct. behalf. Yeah, that he was never abusive. London's High Court, 2018 article that called him a wife beater, which he has uh, denied. Yeah, it is. Don't, I mean, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, it's rather fascinating. But I kind of felt like after I read it all last night, I needed to take a shower or something. Amber Heard will also take the stand at some point this week. Mm. 14 incident. Okay, the son's defense... Rely, the Sun being the British tabloid, their defense relies on Amber Heard's allegations of 14 incidents of violence by Johnny Depp between 2013 and 2016. And they are laying all 14 of them out there, yeah. like one day at a time. Yeah. And because of the time difference in London, what I've done is my everyday around lunchtime, they've wrapped up for the day in London with the trial. And so by lunchtime here in America on the East Coast, you can have all the Assorted details. Yes, and the photographs and the videos and the allegations. And it's just a mess. What it's just a, a mess. mess. <laughs> All right. Your okay. Core 57 hype song on the way here today. So my Core 57 hype song was Fleetwood Mac, and it was Don't Stop. Um, you know that one. You want to sing a, sing a few bars? Help me out. Don't stop 
believe in. No, that's Journey. Oh, sorry. Okay, and they're on our playlist. No, it's Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. Okay, yes. Don't. Yeah. Okay, so that's from Rumors, 1977, um, released in 1977. And Fleetwood Mac, you know, is this British American group. I love it. I love, I love a good British American. I love the Brits. You know how I do. But um, it was Stevie Nicks, who we could just talk for hours about. Lindsay Buckingham, Mick Fleetwood, Kat, uh, Christine McVie, and John McVie. And I remember when the Rumors album came out. You remember how it kind of had, it was the kind of cream color, colored, and it had um, it had Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks, and she kind of looked that like, you know how she always had that kind of witchy, you know, hippie trippy vibe going. They were always so cool to me because, and this is going to sound crazy, but it was just like this California, almost like at the same time of the Eagles, it was like this California stonery rock band and you never really knew who was with who you know what I mean like um there was the whole thing where the McVees were married but then there was Stevie and she was with Lindsay Buckingham but was she was she really with you know the rest of it was just crazy so it was almost like just this you could just see them all like in some house and Mulholland Drive in, and a in the canyon you know in a pile yeah <laughs> But it was just crazy. And, and and they're such a great band. I mean, I was looking this up. They have sold 120 million records worldwide. And I think up until last year, I think we had tickets, didn't we, to go see Fleetwood Mac when they came through Atlanta? And for some reason, something happened and we didn't go. But, um, I mean, they've been touring, you know. And there's obviously different members that have come and gone. But that was such a great album, Rumors. All right, what was your uh, Core 57 hype song? I'm going to add Lady A. Oh, all right. To the hype song playlist, Anita White, not the band oh. formerly known as Lady Antebellum. Okay, Anita White is a Seattle-based jazz musician who has used the name Lady A for forty years. Yeah, and she has a new song that she's pushing called "The Truth Is Loud," and it's available on Spotify. So we're going to add that. Okay, to the uh, Spotify hype song playlist, Anita White, Lady A, is the jazz artist that Lady Antebellum. Who are now going by Lady A. Right. They took over her name. They took over her. Well, but that's kind just of. it. And we're going to we're gonna delve more into this in the next podcast. Yeah. Because there's just a lot of information. Uh, Lady Antebellum, Hillary David Charles, uh, in the past few days has sued her for 10. No. No. no they're, she... they're suing her. But Anita White said to Lady Antebellum for $10 million, you can have the name. Yeah. So she said to them, if you pay me. $10 million. Ten million. Now, five million of that was going to be for Lady A Anita White, the jazz artist, to rebrand herself. Correct. And then she says she was going to give five million dollars to Black Lives Matter. Right. Because she was saying that she's had this name forever, and that you know there, because somebody was saying why the the large amount of money, and she was like, how do you put a price on a career? You know, how do you put a number on a career? And that's difficult to do, as you and I know. So, um. It'll be interesting to see how this all comes down. I think you have to be careful, again, in, in any time period, but certainly right now when you read a headline. Because when I first read it, I was like, you know, and everybody started kind of coming after Lady Antebellum. Like, why are they suing her? I thought they were trying to work this out, you know. And then they went to all this trouble um, to, to be, you know, politically correct in a way by changing their name. And now they're suing the black artist who actually has this name. There's a lot more to the story. I mean, you know, they did have the name. Lady Annabellum had the name Lady A. Well, the trademark. Trademarked. For, since 2010. Yeah. So they've just, kind of like Johnny Depp, they've just stepped into a big old mess. 
And, you know, at some point, do you think that somebody just comes back and says, like, Charles just calls one of them in the middle of the night and goes, Hillary, should we just go back? Well, they can't do that now. But they can't do it. You know, once you started down that road, you can't do it. But that's, you know, we talked about it in a previous pod, how was this kind of a knee-jerk reaction? Was this thought out? Did anyone do any research? Because now they've really stepped into the thick of it, you know? All right. The Truth is Loud from uh, I can't wait. We'll jazz artist Anita yeah. Wright, Lady A, and some Fleetwood Mac added to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist this week. Check that out. We're at the halfway point nearly for the year. and that, That's at, hard to believe. Yeah. And at this point, because we are a, a semi-music podcast, wanted to take a look at uh, what Nielsen Music, and they track everything from, from radio ratings to downloads to sales and music, everything. Uh, the 2020 State of the Industry Mid-Year Report. And we're going to focus on country for the most part um, and sales and listening patterns and, and consumption of all formats of music was certainly affected starting in mid-March sure. when COVID-19 hit. But country's top five artists in, tune, in terms of overall consumption, meaning this is everything. This is streams, downloads, physical albums, uh, on-demand video, on-demand streaming, everything. Everything. The top five artists for the country music format at number five at the halfway point of 2020 is Blake Shelton. At number four, Morgan Wallen. What a surprise. Come out of nowhere, though. Really? And come on, in the past. I, I think it was that song, though. Whiskey Glasses or um, Chasing You? Chasing You, yeah. Like a I shot mean, of whiskey. Yeah, and we added it to the playlist. I love that song. But I think that song kind of buoyed him and put him on the map. I swear, I don't think, it, if he did not have that song, I don't know that he would be at number four. You don't four. think, though, that the uh, up down with Florida Georgia Line and the Maybe, whiskey glasses also But, I mean, that's kind of surprising. What, that he's number four? Yeah, I mean, great, great artist. Uh, number three is Jason Aldean. Number two is Kenny Chesney. And the number one country artist when it comes to all consumption is Mr. Luke Combs. That does not surprise me at all. Yes. So let's look at uh, the top five country albums of the year. Uh, Blake Shelton, Fully Loaded God's Country, is number five. Southside from Sam Hunt is number four. Surprising. Uh, number three is If I Know Me from Morgan Wallen. Number two, this one's for you, Luke Combs. And also, number one, Luke Combs with uh, What You See Is What You Get. That's interesting. Two of the top so five he has albums. One and two. When I say surprising with Sam Hunt, it has nothing to do with his value as an artist. I think he's a great artist. I just, again, when you think about the top five albums released, that surprises me, you know? Top three songs in country, um, Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber, 10,000 Hours, Maren Morris, The Bones is number two, and Gabby Barrett has the number one song in the country genre with uh, I Hope at the halfway point. These are the top five radio songs, meaning these are the, the, the five songs that country radio played most in the first half of 2020. I Hope from Gabby Barrett at number five, Ken Folk, uh, Ken Folks rather, uh, from Sam Hunt at number four. Chasing You, there it is, Morgan yep. Wallen at number three. Uh, second most played country song on radio, country radio, was 10,000 Hours from uh, Dan and Shane Bieber. And The Bones from Maren Morris, the most played song on country radio so far at the halfway point. Wait, was that country radio or just radio? Country radio. Oh, okay. Country radio. Well, and that Maren Morris song, you can't get away from it. Great song, um, but boy, was it played. Here's what I find interesting. Had we ever heard of Gabby Barrett until this year? No. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, to think of an artist that can just come on the scene that quickly. And that's from, is that from American Idol, right? Gabby Barrett? No. Somebody covered that song, I think. 
no, but it wasn't. Did she, didn't she get her start in American Idol? Did she? So I, think I, I so. haven't kept up with Idol. You know, again, we're. You know, what's funny is you yeah. say we're a semi music podcast. Did you know that we are? I just want to put this out there. We are consistently in the top twenty for Apple Podcasts for music. Did you know that? I did not know that. No. So we really need to to invest in a researcher at this point. I think to make sure that we're on on track here. But yeah, I mean, I think Gabby Barrett got her start there, but I don't know a hundred percent. I'm looking it up because I got But she definitely was, she is a new artist on the scene for sure. What do you got? 16th season of American Idol. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's where she got her start. Damn, you're good. I know. Well, I remembered her. That Donna. Well, she she came out of nowhere, you know? Uh, Top 10 albums at the halfway point of uh, 2020. Not going to do the top 10. Here's some highlights. Kenny Chesney's number five with a here and now, the only country artist. In the top 10 overall country albums uh, for the year. Halsey's at number three. Uh, the Weeknd at number two. BTS oh is number one. Uh, digital albums. Uh, the halfway point of a 2025 sauce is at number five. Let's talk about five sauce oh and how God. we know all about five seconds oh of summer. God. We know no, everything no, about five no, seconds God. of summer right now because of our beautiful, loving 14-year-old daughter, Charlotte, who listens to the podcast yes. every week, we've learned. <laughs> that came to light. Yes. I... I could sing you every, if, and I'm not going to do that to you, but I could sing you every, it's not five seconds of summer. I could sing you every five sauce song out there. I know it backwards, forwards, sideways. I know who they're dating. I know who likes who in the band. I know who lives together. I know where they came from. I thought they were from California. In fact, they're from Australia. One of them is Luke Hemmings. He was on Family Feud. I know exactly where he stood when he was on Family Feud. It's insane. But I think it's so funny that, that, with every child that we've had, and I bet every child that you've had listening, there, there's been that 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 period that and, phase. They, they just become obsessed with Olivia. It was twenty one pilots, twenty one pilots, yeah. And 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 asking Alexandria, and the one time when I had a real big parenting fail and took her, I think she was in eighth grade to um, the Warp Tour, yeah, where I decided at Lakewood, right. at Lakewood, yeah. where I decided first of all I was the only parent there. Um, and I got major props from all the people for being there. I really did. All American Rejects or somebody came on at the very end. And that was the only song after 22 probably hours of standing there that I recognized. And I was so excited. And I know those people were like, look at that Karen dancing. She's so excited. And everybody her else. Her song came on. Her song finally came on. But here's the thing that I decided at the Warp Tour. You could make a fortune if you, because you know how they had, they used to have, I don't think they even do the tour anymore, but they used to have, it's kind of like a Lollapalooza for the Gen X group or the younger set, the millennials. But they had all these like people selling beads and patchouli and feathers and whatever. And I said, the booth that could make the most money is if I put up a free hug booth. And you gave a dollar and it went to like an animal charity or well, something. It doesn't either. Save yeah. the whales or whatever. Okay, it went to me, but whatever. But I will give you a hug. Because I would say 99% of the people there need a hug. They just were one hug away yeah. from getting it together. You know, <laughs> seriously, just, just to put them over. They needed just, one just and they're the, not getting it at home. No. And Olivia was, you know, this had nothing to do with her. She just liked the music. But I mean, the rest of these people, I would just look around and they would just kind of smile at me because they knew like some of them got, and I, I know I'm like typecasting here, but I mean, you know, they just needed a hug. So that that was my plan. I, if that tour had continued, that was my uh, that was my backup a plan. Hug there. Booth. A All hug right. booth. Yep. Five sauce at number five. Uh, Gaga is number three. Digital album sales at halfway point twenty twenty. Eminem is number two. Music to be murdered by and the weekend. But after hours is the most uh, 
download a digital album. Physical app. What, you got something? Go ahead. I'm sorry. The weekend is just, it's just yeah. really good. I keep saying it. It is. I printed out a specific page here, and this is going to conclude our conversation about music at the halfway point of 2020. But top 10 physical albums. What this means is you went out and bought an album, like you bought a CD somewhere. Yeah. Which is. Or it could be a vinyl, right? I know. There's actually, I didn't print it out, but there's a whole vinyl list as well. Yeah. Vinyl has its own list. This is this is literally you go to Walmart and you buy a CD. Imagine that. A compact disc. And Kenny Chesney is the only country artist on this particular list, and he, he hits number two with Here and Now. Country fans still go to the store, and they buy physical albums, yeah. physical compact discs. Yeah. Uh, overall... Uh, for the year, here's some highlights. So Harry Styles, Fine Line at number nine. That's another one I've heard backwards, forwards, and sideways. Uh, That's a great album. James Taylor, American Standard. Love him. Number eight for the year. Uh, some uh, Bieber changes at number six. Who is this band? NCT 127. I have no idea. Carl, do you know who they are? No, Carl doesn't know either. Okay. Uh, Halsey's at number three. Kenny Chesney here now, number two. BTS, number one. Map of the Soul, seven. 528,000 copies. Um, it's insanity. We're sold. That's got to be first week because yeah. that number for Kenny Chesney is 219,000. That was his first week number. So those are first week numbers for physical albums for uh, the end of 2020. And that's uh, that's all I got. Very interesting. That's all I got. So uh, Luke Holmes, Kenny Chesney, Jason Aldean, Morgan Wallen, and Blake Shelton, your top five artists in the country music genre. All right. The ups and downs of a pandemic. One day you're loving your bubble doing workouts, baking banana bread, and going for long walks, and the next you're crying, drinking gin for breakfast, and missing people you don't even like. Does that not sum it up? That's the Corona Coaster. The Corona Coaster is a word now. I think we're all on it. It's a noun. Yeah. We've all been there. And, and currently maybe are. Yeah, I had a lot of people, you know, we obviously we've spent a lot of time talking about how we're all managing and dealing with this time. And I guess we talked about in a couple of pods, a previous pod that you had gotten um, a COVID test just because you weren't feeling great. And we didn't think you had COVID, but we just kind of wanted to rule it out. Um, and I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, for different reasons, their kids needed them for um, summer camp or, or a job that they were doing, or they actually thought they may be infected. How did you do it? So I wanted you to kind of walk through it because I've been answering all these um, text from people, but I think it's interesting to kind of talk about the whole process. You went online and booked the appointment at a uh, national drug retail. Yeah, Walgreens. Okay. All well, right. because every, I think it's, it's Walgreens. Well, I but we it's protect in, Walgreens. No, but it's important. It's like Walgreens and CVS, they're all doing it. Okay. You know? All right. They were booking at this point seven days out. In other words, I could not get a test for seven days. Right. And I had to travel to Gwinnett County to Pleasant Hill Road. And, and you had a specific time. I had to be there at two o'clock. Yeah. So the way you do it, just so you know, is you go on the website and you answer questions. And there's been a lot of talk about, do you have to be symptomatic, asymptomatic? I don't think it matters. I think it just depends on what's going on. I've heard right now that they're really trying to only test people that they think need to be there. So again, not telling you what to do, but when you fill out your little form, you may want to put, you've got a little cough going on. Okay. I was nervous about this. I had seen the video on the news of how they do it. And I am, I just don't have a very high threshold for pain, oh, whether it's physical or emotional. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't like to be uncomfortable. Never have. Okay. And I knew this is not going to be 
a very pleasant experience. Have you discussed that with your therapist? No. <laughs> Not the one I have now. So um, I drive I, I didn't think you were going to go. I'll be honest Well, with you. I thought about turning around and just telling you. And then I thought, well, Don, you, you cannot not tell Donna Choke the truth because I'll find out. she's going to find out at some point. I'll get an email from him. And, and well, and I knew that, uh, no, I, this is how crazy I thought my way through this, that, okay, if I don't go and I tell you that I did and I say to you, you know what, the test came back negative, you're going to say, well, where's the test results? Mm-hmm. And then what do I say? Because there is no test results. And I That's know that right. the appointment was tied to your phone number. That's right. Because you actually got the test results in an email sent to you and then you called me and said, by the way, you're negative. Yeah. So there was no way around this. That's right. You sneaky snake. Get in line and swab up. I did. And so I, I finally find it. And it's a um, navigation took me like all up and down Pleasant Hill Road in Gwinnett. And it was basically, it was a, a old Rite Aid that had been shut down at the corner of Old Norcross and Pleasant Hill. And it was just hard to see the tents behind it. So I drove by it probably four or five times. Mm-hmm. And so you, you queue up. There are cones and signs telling you what to do. And basically the queue with the cars goes to the parking lot and then through the pharmacy drive through And then they have the tents on the back of the building. Oh, I see. Okay. So I knew that when I pulled in and I drove around, there was a vehicle in front of me. I was probably car number seven. Um, but no one was behind me yet. And I thought, you know, I still have time. I still have time. I can back up right now. And go to the Arby's, which was next door. Go to the Arby's next door and and back up and just not do it and and just come clean with you and say I just I, I chickened out I'm a whatever I'm, I I didn't do it and I'm thinking about it and I'm gripping my wheel and I'm gripping my wheel and I'm about to throw it in reverse and I'll be damned if like an Audi didn't pull behind me and box uh, me in so at that point you're in I mean I have to have this you test are locked out. and loaded so I could see how they were doing it because you're looking ahead four or five cars and. Because you're curious, you're nervous, you're wanting to know what's going to happen. Are they going to be nice to me? Are they going to yell? Is this going to hurt? Why are they going to yell at you? Who goes if you into don't do it? The, if you don't do the instructions right, or if you do something wrong, or if you, you turn your swab upside down. There, there's a lot of room for error with this, and you want to make sure that your test result is... Official. It, it is. And mm-hmm. so there are like four employees that are dressed in scrubs, and you can see that there are signs everywhere that say, leave your windows rolled up. Unless told otherwise, you know, and, and so as you pull up, they're standing back six feet from you at least. It was more than that, but, uh, and then they signal for you to roll your window down and then they have like a little test swab and they open it up and they, I couldn't at this point hear them talking to the people that were having it done or the car that was up for the test. Cause I was, you know, again, you know, six, seven, eight cars back, but I could see that she was doing like a demonstration. This is how you unwrap the, the package this is where your swab comes out and then I know this is a podcast and there's no visual, but imagine the woman saying, then shove this Q-tip up your nose as far <laughs> as it can go until you see it crown out of your your eye socket. Okay. And then you're not done. That's just to get it up there. And then she does this motion. You know how like when you're, you're at home and you're making pancakes for breakfast and you're, you're, you're stirring your batter your whisk. and it's really wide strokes, mm-hmm. you know, with pancake batter. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to do for five seconds. And so I, I see this woman <laughs> making this motion, churning motion, like she's churning butter. And I'm uh-huh. like, what the hell is that? And that's what you have to do to your nose. I thought you just twirled it around real quick. No, you got to get in there. No, you have to, you have to do wide strokes. Yeah. Like you are, you're, you're, 
doing pancake batter. It's the best way that I can subscribe. And then do you get another Q-tip for the other side no, of your nose? use the same swab. Ew. But you have to do it twice. So you're conditioned after the first one. Okay, wow. I never want that to happen again. And then you know I gotta do it it's going to happen right now. And your and eyes so, water. Oh, my gosh. And and I've seen on social media where people have nosebleeds. And, okay. And what? I don't want to talk. Donna, it comes out your eardrum. Okay. This way you can feel cotton. If you put your pointer finger All right. in your eardrum, you could feel cotton. Okay. You were touching cotton, Donna. Okay. All right. But we don't want to scare people from having it done. It's horrible. Okay, but let me just tell everyone who's listening right now. This is coming from someone who, when I say, like my pain threshold most women's pain threshold let's be honest is like a 10 and a half yours is like negative 200 like i mean i can't do anything about that if you step on a rock and you don't whatever. have on shoes you're like whatever no. whatever all right so i you know i get up and it's my turn and they they push this little library cart towards your vehicle <laughs> remember the library cart <laughs> yes like they had the tvs on them and the yes. vcr or whatever it was just like that and yes. so in on top of the library cart was a little um your little kit. I look, you know, just your swab. Mm -hmm. And so um, then they signal you to roll your window down and you get the swab off the library cart. And then you open it up and you do the thing do with stuff. the swab. And then you put it back upside down, back down into the um, the paper wrapper that it came in. Who came up with all this? And then you put it back on the library cart and then you roll up your window. But they tell you, do not pull off until this person has removed the library cart. And and that, I think, was added. That verbiage was added at some point because somebody that or someone got their foot ran over or something something <laughs> happened for them to add step eight okay um and then uh you you go You're on you take way. off and so the interesting thing about this particular test again i had to wait seven days to have it taken but it was a rapid test because it took me 45 minutes uh to an yeah. hour to get back home and you had my results when right, I was right. like halfway home. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know that it was originally set up as a rapid test. They said it would probably be uh, three to five days before you get the results, but you did get them right away. And then the other thing is um, there are these places called Peachtree Immediate Care. I, I want to give you. It's like normally it's an urgent yeah. care. If you're in Atlanta, I know, you know, if you're listening to us in different cities, then Walgreens and CVS, these national chains are your best bet. But if you're local, um, Petri Immediate Care, they do have the same thing, drive-through testing. The only problem is you have to get online first thing in the morning. And they have locations. At the time, you were even willing to drive to LaGrange or Athens just to kind but of get willing seems, yeah. you know. Yeah. But you do have to get them. The point of all this is it's not as easy as you think it is to get a test. Now, you can get it, but you're probably just going to have to wait. It's not like you can you know, get online on a Tuesday and roll up that same day. And I will say, I think because, you know, we're kind of heading into Corona 2.0, that more people are getting tested. More asymptomatic people, you know, as we've discussed, are getting tested. So the lines are getting longer. But, you know, if you want to get it done, don't give up. There is a way to do it. Um, and it, it is not as bad as he's saying. It's horrible. Okay. It was my nose. This has been three weeks. My nose still. Is it tender? Yes. Okay. Here's my thing about Corona. I... Yeah, you know, we were talking the other day about FOMO, and you don't have FOMO because there's not a whole lot to do and all this stuff. I think I have FOMO for the person I am in Corona. Like, I'm not coming out a better person. And frankly, a lot of us aren't. But, I mean, there are people who, okay, how long have we been basically in lockdown? Five say? five months, March, mid-March, April, May, June, four months. Okay. A solid four months. That is plenty of time for me to have learned a second language or how to bake a souffle 
or, okay, I've got one. A friend of mine learned American Sign Language. And I said, why do you want to do that? And she said, I don't know. And I said, do you have deaf you know, friends or people in your family? She said, no, I just want to be able to communicate with everyone. And I thought, seriously, like I need to know that. You know, I could have a client or someone in my life who later, you know, needed me to speak to them in American Sign Language. I could have done that. I'm very smart. I could have gone on, you know, like Harvard and Stanford. They offer all these online classes. I could like be, I don't know, like get a certified something right now. Something like something aeronautical, something fancy. It's been four. It's been four months. Don't be so hard on yourself. Can we dance better? Like, have we have we learned a? a a ballroom dance. I mean, we've been, you have watched, I would say, here we go, 40,000 hours of TikTok. And could you still on demand, if I played that soundbite right now, could you do the ratchet bougie dance? No. Okay. What have you learned? That's what I'm saying. What have we accomplished in this? What, what is something you wanted to learn? Nothing. You told me the day you I have come. one regret. I have one yes, regret. Yes. You told me you had a regret. I you wouldn't tell me what it was. I wish that when this all started, that I had journaled every day. Oh yeah, like a vlog. Yes. Well, not on a vlog, but a just blog. to just to well, yeah, but just in my personal. I'm not to publish or anything, but right. just um, here's here's what happened today. Here's how I was feeling. Here's what's going on right, in the world. Right. Right. And I'm because there's been four months of ups and downs, and by that I mean with employment and finances and mental your, state. Uh, absolutely, all of that. Yeah. And so I, I think that it would be. I hate that I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, it's not too late. We're going back in. So yeah, it is too late. I think I don't think that you can start right now. And here's the other question. Okay. Does the next lockdown, if there is an, an if there is another lockdown, is it like Corona light? Like, are you going to get to do the things you got to do in lockdown one where you got to like sleep late and your employees didn't expect you to hold, be doing a whole lot? And or is the level of accountability going to be higher? higher? Yeah. I this, would imagine it's going to be yeah. higher. Is this like a tricky lockdown too, as opposed to, Really heavenly lockdown one. What do you I think? think? In, well, I think in lockdown one, there was a lot of unknown. Yeah. Even with working from home. Right. And 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 get your, your kids, system set all up. of that. Yeah, and, and get so your all system the, set up. Learning Zoom mm-hmm. and and how to mute your mic. Right. Things like that. The small stuff. All that's the kinks have been worked out. In in lockdown one. Right. And so I think lockdown two, your employer is going to expect you to perform at almost in in office level level. Yeah, you're right. The expectation is going to be greater. Of course it is. Yeah. I mean, I just think that there's a lot of things that it, it, it's not, you know, all kidding aside, like the things that I wish I had learned. It's just a lot of time that went by that you're like, what did I do other than grow my bangs out? You know, like what? <laughs> and then a lot of people cut their bangs, you know, which was a disaster. So I don't know. I do have a little regret there. Are you injured by someone else's irresponsible behavior? Don't worry. Our expert car accident lawyers and medical doctors are here to help you. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. You can call from wherever you are. You can call uh, anytime. You can call during the day. Call at night. It's always a free consultation. And they manage all sorts of car accident cases. They're going to partner you with the right injury doctor, the right injury attorney, a medical specialist if need be, to get you on the fast road to recovery. The HURT-911 injury group at 1-800-HURT-911. Georgia's premier choice. In accident care, Dr. Brian Veal and the Hurt 911 crew have been big supporters of my second act since the beginning of the podcast, and we are so grateful for their support. Visit 1-800-HURT-911-GA today. 1-800-HURT-911. 
The team of certified real estate expert advisors with Tracy Cousino consistently outsell the competition. They consi- did you hear me there? They consistently outsell the competition. The behind-the-scenes um, positions and, and, and people that, that, that make it one big, huge real estate machine for Tracy Cousino, uh, you're going to learn is unlike the traditional brokerage. And it's a running machine of systems that includes certified negotiators, graphic design teams, home staging teams, closing coordinating teams, photography, videography teams, all there working for you in tandem. Tracy Cousineau and her team of real estate expert advisors can not only get you up to 18%, up to 18% more for your home. They have an entire team of 20 plus professionals all working for you. They're going to invest six figures in the marketing of your home. TracyCousineau.com. That's cousin with an E. A U, because you know she's going to sell your home. TracyCousineau.com. You know of a friend who, during the pandemic, decided she was going to help out with little, uh, help out uh, help other people. Yeah, so she created this little. You've, I'm sure you've heard of these. Uh, they're called a little library, and so you make it's like I, there's probably kits like online that you can follow along to but it's like a little almost looks like a little bird box and it basically has a door on it you can do them all different ways and you put books in there and people can come by and they can borrow a book and then they can also put a book they can donate a book back in when they're done with the book they can put that book back and with most little libraries you can return the books to any of them you know it's not like it had the book has to go back to that library you're just a service you're offering so my friend built one of these in her back, like her side yard, kind of her side yard. And these people were going around to her backyard, not a lot of them, but I mean, every now and then. And her husband went out and accosted one of them because he didn't know that she had built a mini library, a little library in their backyard during the pandemic and invited complete strangers to drop by their home with books. The concept is great. Yeah. I, I just think that it would have been best had she involved her husband. And why did she not involve her husband? I don't think she even thought about it. You know, really? she's just like, <laughs> really just because it's not like anything, like it's just something she was doing and she didn't think it would be a big deal. If you're deal. going to invite complete strangers, like if you were to do something similar and it involved complete strangers pulling into our cul-de-sac and getting out of their vehicles and walking up our driveway. I've done I, this. I've done this. You're going to you're going to remember this. I have done something like this. Like, okay. What are you talking about? Well, for a while out where we are, there was this group called the Sweet Tea Fleet. Oh. <laughs> and you probably have them in any city that you're listening to. If you don't, you should start one. And it basically It's a Facebook flea market. It's a it's a swap. Yeah, it's like a swap meet through Facebook. And, but it's a great idea. You know, you, instead of doing, we've listened, we've done yard sales before. We did a listener yard sale one time where you, I was doing a yard sale and you gave out on the radio our address. And I love all the listeners and everyone, but it was madness. And here's my thing about yard sales. I'm never on time. So these people were banging on my garage doors because I think I said that the sale was going to start at eight, which for me means nine fifteen. And for garage sale, yard sale people, that is late. That's late. late. And so they late. start queuing up at like seven fifteen. So the point of all this is if you do not want that, this is kind of like the yard sale two point And you put on there what you have to offer and what you're selling it for. And then people write in and they're like the first person that, you know, I'll take it, blah, blah, blah. And so for a while I would tell people, leave the money on in the chicken, because I have this little chicken on our front porch. <laughs> 
Leave the money in the chicken. And you said to me one day, you're like, okay, you need to come clean. Like, are you dealing drugs? What are you doing? Because you would see these, you, cause we have windows that kind of open into our family room. It's very open. And so you would be sitting in there watching TV and you would look over during the day and some rogue woman would be like waving at you and sticking cash down in the, in the chicken. chicken's ass. <laughs> Just flashing back to that. When I stopped doing it was what also happened is if you remember, we sold this huge dog crate and the woman comes over and she's in like this teeny tiny like Acura. Civic. MDX Acura and there's no way this crate's going to fit in there and what does she do she looks over and sees your big old truck and says could your husband bring it to my house and you said of course he can (laughs) so the $22 that we sold the dog crate for really went to gas gas but anyway okay that's not the point of this so yes I the, the there was an article written about things that people don't know about the people they're living with, it could be your spouse, it could be your roommate, it could be anyone, that they're finding out in the pandemic. And this is not, we've talked about this topic before, this is not like your work spouse, like how your person is at work. These are like things people did not know that their spouses or, again, roommates did because they weren't around them 24-7. And one of the examples was that this person climbs out of their living room window and onto the roof and, you know, it, it was just like their little outdoor space that they kind of went to. And it was a wife and her husband had no idea. And he came around and he was like, what, what are you doing on the roof? And she's like, I do this all the time. (laughs) He's like, we've been, we've lived in this apartment for 10 years. I have never seen you on the roof before. Unbelievable. So it was like a fresh revelation. We had one the other day in the last pod. You did not know that I meditated. I still don't know that you meditated. Yes, I do. I don't know when that happens or where that happens. In the keeping room in the morning. So what are some things you think that people are finding out? What don't I know about you? What do you do that I don't know There's about? not a damn thing you don't know about me at this point. That's probably true. There's not. Here, the article says this. Staying home meant other things, too. It meant, for one thing, a greater understanding of one another's days. Family members now heard one another's every conversation, smelled one another's every meal, and if it was wrong to speak of silver linings in a time of mass death, it was also possible over the course of almost three months inside to catch the glimmer of something not entirely bleak. Life at home together was about uh, life at home together was life about other people. Even those who escaped the direct toll of the virus have now seen each other through ordeals unimagined in January. We looked on as those closest to us lost jobs, lost plans, lost any grasp of the future. We watched them absorb news of the daily racial injustices that persisted even when ordinary life ceased. What worried them most? What reassured them some? What did they miss? What did they eat for lunch? How good were they at teaching fourth grade math? These are the people we live with, but never quite so fully alongside. What secrets did they hold? I think it's fascinating, really. And if you think about it, it is true, like, Never have we had as much access to each other as humans or have your kids had such a front seat to how you deal with life, how you deal with the news that's coming over, you know, the rioting, the um, marching, the protesting, the way people feel, the injustices, the everything, you know, if if you're a family who's dealing with a job loss, you know, I think um, it is a great opportunity and I'll keep saying this to walk your kids through emotions you know, that it's, it is okay. Like we've said before, we keep saying it on this podcast because mental health is a huge 
thing that we care about. It's okay to not be okay. And it's okay not to scare your kids, but to let them know that it's okay not to be okay. But the flip side of that is how do you walk them through it? You know, we've had some great conversations with our kids through all of this about just how we feel about the world and the things that are going on. And I think you have to be careful right now not just to yell at your TV. We were joking about this the other day. We don't want to become like those old people that just yell at the TV. Come on. I can't believe this is going on. You know, so you can't, and again, not trying to tell anyone how to parent or whatever, but the thing that I am, I've been very aware of is to not just say to the kids, that's crazy. That's bull. You know what? That's to, to really say, you know what? I don't, this is how I feel about that. So that, because it's a great time for them to start formulating their own opinions about things and to just cut them off at the dinner table or say, that's stupid. You shouldn't feel that way or whatever. You know, um, Charlotte's very funny because you had put a video up from her room and it showed her Bernie Sanders flag. And she said, I bet a lot of people who listen to the podcast are going to be like, why do you let your daughter have a Bernie Sanders flag? And I said, we let our kids think for themselves. And I said, you know, the reasons that you wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders at her age and where she is or for anyone were well, well grounded. It wasn't because she thought he was a, a cute grandfatherly old man. She, she liked what he stood for. And so as a family, it's important to, even when you don't agree with what your kids are doing or saying, it is important to support them. Because if you just always shut someone down and say, that's stupid, don't think that way, you know, that's how dreams get lost. I believe that. You know, like when we were growing up, our parents and our generation, they were always told, like, if you had some crazy dream to do something, they're like, no, you need to get a job with benefits, you know, da 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 da. And where great entrepreneurs come from is from having people say, you know what? That's risky. You could lose everything, but give it a shot, you know, and or tell them probably not the best plan and point it out. But I think through all of this, as we get to know each other better, like we know our kids even better than we did going into this. So you have to keep kind of grasping at those silver linings, I think, along the way, you know. We talk about dinner time a lot at our house. It's very important, always has been, but especially during everything that's been going on. And you hear, have heard me talking in the past couple of podcasts about the hot honey chicken. Oh, it's so good. From, from Dinner Affair. Let me tell you something. Um, there are 15 new menu items every month added to dinner affair. And, and we had never had the hot honey chicken before. It was, so good. it was, it was fantastic. But here's the thing. Will loves hot stuff. Will's a 21 year old son that lives with us. Uh, the girls don't, the girls love honey. Will's not a big fan of honey. Here's what happens with dinner affair and each meal that you get, you can cater it to your kids and to your family's tastes. And here's how every single ingredient that you need to prepare your dinner affair meal comes in a separate Ziploc bag, including hot sauce. So right. I knew that on two chicken breasts, me and Will, I needed to include hot sauce. I know on the others not to. I do to put honey on these. I do not to. And it's not like you have an extra skillet. It, it's all done uh, yeah. at the end. I needed two tablespoons of olive oil to fry the chicken in. Uh, you can also do it in the oven. I chose to fry it. Uh, the olive oil, the two tablespoons of olive oil comes in its own Ziploc bag. Yeah, it's amazing. Everything and, that you need. And I think that's what, when people say, if you look at the menu and you're like, oh, I don't really love that ingredient, you know what? You don't put it, it in. And, and Dinner Affair has the best chicken that you could just make their chicken every night and make amazing fried chicken. You could have fried chicken, not, it's probably not healthy, but you could have fried chicken over and over and over again. You don't even have to do it the way that the recipe calls for it. And that's the great part. Taste tested over 13 years. Two to three easy steps. That's it. To get dinner on the table, always 100% guaranteed. 
dinneraffair.com, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Enter the promo code CADDY at checkout, C-A-D-D-Y, for 30 bucks off your first order at dinneraffair.com. At Gallery Furniture Gainesville, you're going to find something for all of your home needs and all at great prices. Uh, whether you're looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master, a sofa for your living room, Gallery Furniture in Gainesville has you covered. So many different brands and styles. Uh, they also offer financing. And Gallery Furniture, a locally owned family business for over three, four decades on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville and Hall County. Um, they're, they're not one of the huge big box retailers. You could, if you find it on the showroom floor, Gallery Furniture, they'll help you load it up in your truck and you can take it home that day. Of course, they can deliver it as well. And it's not going to be months or uh, weeks down the road like it will be if you go to one of the furniture big box retailers right now. Gallery Furniture, askforthewolfman.com. Find them on 1600 or find them at 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. And um, if you have some that are fleeing the nest and leaving, going to college, there's fall tons of bedding options uh, for dorm rooms and apartments on college campuses. Recliners start at 299 Gallery Furniture, askforthewolfman.com. Let's start with your pod peep. Yeah, so I heard um, from Dan. Um, and he had written to, he reached out to me on Facebook and said, um, thank you for including, uh, Starbucks in the letter last week. I am not a Starbucks fan. I do not like their coffee. I know. Um, but if you had Dunkin' Donuts, I would be all about it and I would take you up on it. So Dan, we've heard you. We, we love listening out, you know, for people who have different things that they want us to do. So this week's letter, we're including Dunkin' Donuts, free coffee, as long as it lasts. And there's how you get to be part of the letter. It's uh, free. We don't share your information. Text the keyword left on red. That's no spaces. Red is in the color R-E-D. Left on red to the number 22828. It'll hit your inbox Saturday morning. Photographs that complement the stories that you've heard on the week's two episodes of the podcast and alternative episode titles that were considered and um, free stuff too. So uh, check that out. Left on red to the number 22828. Lisa, send me a message on Instagram. At ATL Cadillac, Lisa writes, uh, enjoy listening to the podcast each week. Just heard the one where you discussed driving a crime. Little fun fact for you. Glenn Burns' daughter is married to Tim Nielsen. Unbelievable. I had no idea. We had a picture in last week's letter of myself and Tim Nielsen at an event um, from Driving and Crying. I did not know that. Did you? Glenn Burns is uh, the chief meteorologist at our yeah. ABC affiliate here in Atlanta, Channel 2. Been there for decades. I had no idea. I've listened to Caddy since uh, the crying, loving, or leaving days back in the early 90s. Keep up the good work with the podcast, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa, for pointing that out. So nice. And we appreciate you listening very much. A um, couple of different ways that we can communicate back and forth in addition to the letter on all social media channels. You can also uh, ask your, your smart speaker, hey, play Cadillac Jack. And the podcast will play right there wherever your smart speaker is in your home or in your office. And uh, you can also reach out to us via voicemail and text 770-464-6024, 770-464-6024. And as I do every episode, let me check real quick before we go any further, make sure there aren't any new messages. Any or, pressing events that we uh, need to take care of. Voicemails or texts that have come in. And Donna, there are not. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I'm always here for you. The good news is and the, line, the line is open. It the comes, line is open. It's always open. Yes. <laughs> it comes straight to my phone at 770-464-6024. Keith Connors intro the show today. Yeah. Okay. So Keith Connors used to work with us at um, the radio station. He was at, he was at Eagle 1067 when Y106, we, 
if you're just new to the podcast, um, both myself and you worked for um, the two country radio stations here in Atlanta for many years. And so there was Kicks, and then there was Y106, which later became more of a classic station called Eagle 1067. And Connors, that's what he went by, Keith Connors, Connors was on in the morning with Rhubarb Jones. And Connors, oh my gosh, he was so cute back All then, the ladies the at the radio station had a love. case of the Connors. <laughs> Had a K. All the ladies thought Connors was just as handsome as, and he still is. He's got the whitest teeth. He's married to his lovely bride Lisa, and they have two girls. Give me the names. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Put me on the spot. Well, here's the thing about Kaylee his, is Kay, one of them. Yeah, here's the thing about his daughters. They, um, for a while, they kind of did. They got the bug from him, and they started sort of a pirate radio station. When I say pirate, it wasn't like it was operating illegally, but they had, it was an internet radio station. And um, they would play um, country songs that had- Kaylee and Curtis. Kaylee and Curtis. And they would play country songs that had made it, I think they were all number one hits was the, the you know, theme of it. But they really got the bug from Connors. Connors, um, he is one of those guys, he's a hustler, you know, where he does a lot of different things. He does real estate, um, he is doing radio. Does radio at uh, WQIK, which is the country station in Tampa, St. Pete. Big country station. Yeah, and he um, he's great. Like, he does stand-up paddleboarding. You, you, he works out at home. Yes. Like, does all the things that make the ladies still have a he's a case gr- of the Connors. He's a great follow. Like, if you want to follow him, sometimes you'll get to see him in his little wetsuit out paddling. Anna. I swear. Paddling live. So cute. And he's just such a great guy. Just a nice Did you ever goose gentleman. him like at a rhubarb golf tournament? No, I bet he's you did. married. Okay. Listen, there at the rhubarb golf tournaments back in the day. Oh, I could tell you stories. In fact, let me just tell you a little story. Let's deviate from Connors. We'll come back to Connors because Connors probably knows the story. Okay. There was a particular golf tournament where Mark Holly played. And myself, Mark Holly, Jody Jackson, and Donna from Gallery. Um, I was getting married. This is going to be unsavory. Yeah. I was getting married like a week later. And so we went out into Buckhead, into a limo, and we just partied and had fun. It was after the golf tournament and everything. But I'll never forget this. It was a late night. Let me just say that. And Mark Colley turns to me and he says, Don. Mark Colley is a recording artist. Mm-hmm. Even the man in the moon is crying was his big hit. Never wore shoes. So cute. Okay. Um, and he leaned over to me and he said, Don, is there anything else that we all should do before you get married? And that was not code for anything. This <laughs> Somehow this has taken an unsavory turn. But he just meant like, is there any place we need to visit? Is there anything else we need to do? Because we had been, we went from bar to bar. That was when there was tons of bars in Buckhead and you just go from bar to bar to bar. But the fun fact to this story is I had a sales meeting, which who puts a sales meeting? Victor. The day after. A the golf- rhubarb celebrity golf tournament. Yes. And it was like at eight o'clock. And I like, yeah. I, Go ahead. I think I had to come to the sales meeting in the same clothes that I wore to the golf tournament you did. the night before. You did. Because you slept in the parking lot at the radio station. I remember this now. <laughs> and you and I weren't together. Uh, at uh, Next to the Weather Channel. over 210 near, Interstate North. Uh, yes. Okay. You slept in your car because I was doing mornings for mm. some reason. Filling in for somebody. And I walked by your car and you were sleeping in it. Just resting my eyes. Okay. I've been but known it was to do like that. Five in car- o'clock in the morning. I've been known to do that in carpool. Just rest my eyes. Okay, but this was waiting. after the rhubarb Jones celebrity golf tournament. Why did I tell this story? I don't know. You started it. <laughs> you started. I do want to say this too about Connors that, that I, I learned a lot from him. Yeah, there was a he period. Was, he's a real pro. When I filled in for rhubarb for thirty days, 
and rhubarb was off making himself better. And I had one day notice. Victor called me and said, listen, you're going into morning drive with Connors. And, and you had never done morning I'd drive. I'd never done mornings yeah. before at all. And so Connors was so... Gracious. Uh, well, but he was because he knew I was nervous, never done it before. And you know what? For 30 days, we had a great time. And I learned so much from Connors. Yeah. And, um, and he he's was, had such a healthy career in radio. You know, he is one of those people who just... Has kind of, you know, he worked at a um, CHR station for a while and he's got a great voice. And so, um, you know, just always worked and that's great. And thank you for the intro. And then yes. the story that he told, top of the show, about the GSP patrol CD. car is it happened. And I totally, I'd not remember that story until Connor's and I touched base and I said, hey, man, we'd love for you to do an intro for the podcast. You know, just come up with a story, an anecdote, or whatever that you want to tell. Until he sent me the audio of the intro, I had not thought of that story. I'd forgotten about that story mooning the Georgia State Patrol car oh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway and then reminding me that they had my ass on dash cam then because dash cams at that point, this is probably back in 99, were just being introduced in law enforcement vehicles. Do you think... Let's, 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 con let's continue <laughs> this conversation maybe sometime else. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Do you think there are people who listen to this podcast that think we're seedy? Like we have these seedy stories. I mean, we're functioning people of society now. This is back in 1999. And we, yeah, and we were then. I know, but I don't know that some other other people may not have been doing this stuff in 1999. Like maybe they're just going to work. <laughs> Love you, Connors. Thank you for the intro. We have a small ask. Give you three things. If you are able and willing, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. And number three, show our sponsors some love. We are so grateful to have uh, pod support from 1-800-HURT-911 and Tracy Cousineau, Real Estate Expert Advisors. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville and DinnerAffair.com. New episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. 